This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The most exciting thing happened to me today. My, mm-hmm. I was telling my aunt about, she's like, what have you been up to? Because it's the holidays. And I was like, blah, 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 this, that, you know. I'm recording my podcast tonight. And she was like, Kimmy, what's a podcast? Aww. And I just sat there for a minute. I'm like, I am the luckiest person because <laughs> I get to say this to you. I get to introduce you to this world. Not some like weirdo mm-hmm. who doesn't care about this stuff. <laughs> I get to be this voice. So I was really, really excited over- about that. Did you overwhelm her though? No, I just okay, took good. her phone from her hand immediately and downloaded the podcast app and then subscribed to our podcast there we go listen to the podcast that matters and sue listen to my podcast do you end up comparing you're like it's three four podcast we're making a podcast about 30 rock podcast we're making a podcast about 30 rock Calling it Talk 30 to me, it is great. Hi, I'm Kelsey. Hi, I'm Kimmy. And this is Talk 30 to me. Talk 30 to me. Talk 30 to me. I'm not going to say it. Again. Talk at the speed of 30 to me. Uh, this doesn't make sense, but I like it. <laughs> it means I can really, really, really fast. So this is our 30 Rock podcast. <laughs> we talk about the show 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was trying to explain this to someone recently. I'm like, it's a catalyst for us discussing comedy and culture and women in comedy <laughs> and other things we like. And they looked at me like, oh. And I think, I think they looked at me like, what does catalyst mean? <laughs> also, um, this is also a big deal because this is our first episode of season two. Oh, season two has begun. <laughs> We're just like, oh, it's another episode. Oh, it's not just another This episode. is season two. Season two. And not only is it season two, we're doing Seinfeld vision seinfeld vision seinfeld vision also i was off key whatever i um this is really exciting for me this is the first episode of 30 rock i ever watched so it was mm-hmm. really bittersweet not bittersweet i don't even know why i would say it. there was nothing bitter about it it was just really sweet watching it being like, like oh those jokes that's seinfeld and this I, is the beginning of the beginning this was the beginning of me and the show and our romance that we've had <laughs> <laughs> I've never so described afraid. my relationship with a show. It's not a room. love affair. It's you're a not, showman. You're not having. Oh. So I've been watching so much Survivor. <laughs> Wait, how does that have to do with Survivor? Oh, because that's what, like on reality shows. That's what they always call it when you're there's showman, like, when, you're when there's a romance between like characters or players oh. on the show. It's a showman. So like Boston Rob and Amber, like they had a showman that so then that's led to Boston a marriage Rob. and 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 kiddos and stuff. We should do our thirty thirty. Let's do our thirty thirty. Let's talk about so thirty thirty thirty. You started too early. Sorry. <laughs> you like you like did that. What's that thing when you step you step on the back of someone's shoe? You flat tired me. I flat tired. You flat tired my I was 30, like I jumped again. Sorry. Right now you look like your hair is like super super short. Like because it's in a ponytail and like your your headphones are blocking any back hair. How do I, well? How do I look? <laughs> back hair. No, that's fine. So <laughs> it's covering. Like, I mean, it's covering all of your back hair. <laughs> we're really really grateful about it actually i keep looking at it like oh oh, how do i look with a pixie tell me now that's what it is it's cute it's because you have like your curls kind of like i think i braided the front today oh that's maybe what it is it has like the little weight so Mm -hmm. then if you didn't have the braid it would look good got it got it good to know so uh i'm glad we're testing out this pixie maybe you just always have to wear your headphones (laughs) all the time yeah uh wow like that's what they do how they do like faux bangs i just do a faux pixie with my headphones on (laughs) it's Uh, all pinned underneath your band exactly 30 30 30 30 30 30 okay 30 30 kelsey what is your 30 30 today so this popped up the other day on some social media so i don't know and at the toronto film festival there was a photographer at tiff 
Is that what that's that was like? Is that what they call that? The Toronto International Film Festival. Oh, yeah, TIFF. I mix it up because there's also yeah, it's TIFF because it's the Toronto International Film Festival, and then there's the Telluride Film Festival. So those two get flipped around in my brain, not out of location, but out of which one are we talking about? Out of initials, basically. Basically, because it's the same initial. So please continue. <laughs> so, um, a photographer, Andrew H. Walker, he asked a whole bunch of A-list celebrities like Anne Hathaway and Amy Adams and Jeffrey Tambor and Nick Cannon and Jane Lynch and John <gasps> Jeffrey Legend. Tambor A-list? Are you calling Jeffrey Tambor A-list? He is A-list. Oh, my goodness. He's my A-list. Uh, Sergeant <laughs> Weaver and Naomi Harris and all these other people to take two photos. And so, like, he brought them into a room and was like, I'm going to take two photos of you. One of you being your public persona who you are, what people know you as, like be your goofy self or your serious self. And then another picture of you being who you think you really are. Oh my gosh. I want to see this. And so put it's they're really cool. So put the, the and then he ended up cause it was like using the same background. It's basically you look at it as like Anne Hathaway sitting right next to herself. And one of her, she's got one type of face and one of them is the other one. So I was scrolling through it and, uh, two, uh, 30 rock people popped up on that. <gasps> who? Mr. Jason Sudeikis. Oh, and Dakota Fanning, which we don't see Dakota for a while, but she does pop up eventually. Dakota's on this. When is Dakota Fanning on Thirty Rock? She's not. <laughs> Are you I did of, this the other day. Nope. It's you, you know of, who I'm thinking of. You thinking it's, of it's like Chloe Moretz. Chloe Moretz. Yeah. Yep. Not Dakota Fanning. Dang. So pretend, one Thirty Rock person. One Thirty Rock person is on this, but Dakota Fanning looks really pretty too. But so look, like I'll post the link to this blog post or whatever when I. But it so it puts two characters <laughs> right next to each other, and you're like, it doesn't always tell you like which one is the one that they consider themselves and which one is the one they consider their per- public persona. And some of Even them it's better. pretty easy to look at because you're like, oh, like the goofball Jason Sudeikis or like the serious one. Like, well, he tends to be a goofball. Why so is his watch him. white in one and not white in the other? Well, like they, they like very like they got to decide how they looked in the different ones. Like Dakota Fanning has like one of her funny and one of her kind of serious. But there's like <laughs> 40 say- or... I, you can save the two of them i'm so sorry i know like the both of them together um but i just thought it was really interesting it was kind of cool and like it's a really it's but so yeah go look at andrew walker's um it's on his it's on his website right now and there's a cool little video that shows him getting them ready and like um yeah it, it's just really interesting to watch and a couple of them i was going through and i think i initially when i was going through i assumed like the left is the public persona and the right is who they think there are but they say like no like you have to guess which one cuts not necessarily um what you think it is and so it was just really it was it was beautifully shot yeah they look um, gorgeous they're gorgeous they look yeah. like vanity fair photos yeah absolutely so not quite uh, any leave of its level but like but, you know yeah. getting there and gettys no just kidding oh, <laughs> did you just name the other photographer you know i yeah probably i'm all, I'm all you know it's funny i went oh no i have thomas kincaid that is not a photographer that is a painter oh, no um, that's very different yeah but so yeah that was my his his toronto film festival celebrity festival celebrity portraits was it was kind of a cool project yeah it's a really cool project all right what's your 30 30 okay so my 30 30 is has been building for a long time but basically i've been watching the larry sanders show all through vacation mm-hmm. That show, man. Okay, so basically, I grew up. I don't know anything about the Larry Sanders. This show. is gonna be so fun. For, I don't know who Larry Sanders you. is. No, 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 no. Who is Larry Sanders? A made-up character. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. I never liked Gary Shandling growing up. I don't, and for no reason. I think I just thought he looked scary. He's got like a like. A, I thought he had like a scary face, which is such a terrible thing to say. Google Gary Shandling okay. while I talk. <laughs> Thank you for raising your hand while I talk. 
Google Gary Shanley. He's okay. in Iron Man 2 and 3. Um, He's that senator they get mad at. And I just think he just like, I couldn't read him. I couldn't read his comedy, right? But then he died this year. God bless him. Okay. Um, and a lot of people really admired, just oh, kept talking about the Larry Sanders show and Gary Shanley is a comedian, his role in the whole community. And obviously oh, it's something I care about. That this guy, right? Um, I don't know why I found him scary when I was young. I just He did. died from a blood cart clot. Yeah, it was like really out of the blue. Like he's really healthy. Here's the other reason I know him. He's on X Files. He has a very unique uh, relationship okay. with David Duchovny. They're actually like really, they were really good friends. Okay. And one of the last things Shanley did in public was help uh, Duchovny with his star on the. He like did oh, it. He cute. spoke okay. it because uh, they have a really unique relationship. Did they you like see worked the together. pictures of Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds with their kids? I did. Oh my gosh, gorgeous kids. Yep. Anyway. So basically, all of a sudden, he died this year. People made a big response. People really respected, like, Jed Apatow, like, was, uh, he was mentored by Gary Shandling. So it just put me, in, like, in a place where I was like, oh, I've never watched this guy's stuff. Like, I've never really seen him in much other than Iron Man 2 and that one episode of The X-Files. <laughs> so it's on HBO, and I finally had a moment after I finally, like, got through enough Bake Off where I was like, I could take a break from watching British Bake Off, and I started watching The Larry Sanders Show. Which is a show about a man running a late night talk show. Okay. So he's the star. He's the letterman. He's dealing with, he talks about Letterman and Leno and all those people. Okay. Um, and Arsenio. This was mid Arsenio because it starts oh. in like 88. Okay. 92. So this is an old show. Oh, it's old. It's okay, all okay. on HBO. It was one of HBO's first shows. Let me. 92. 92. Okay. So it was a That's show. started or ended? It started in 1992 to okay. 1998 or okay. something like that. So it's the 90s into the mid. And that's right at the end, kind of the mid comedy boom right then too. And so late night and doing stand up on a late night show was like such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just say, so it's about him having this late night show and like the ups and downs. So it's actually, it been fun, it's been funny watching because I watched it because I'm like, who's Gary Shandling? I should know more about him. And it turned to be like, oh, this is so influential to 30 Rock because it's all about the behind the scenes and running it. Oh, the okay. show is amazing, by the way. It is it is um, Gary Shandling. The thing is, Larry Sanders is such a similar name. I get really tripped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It's Gary Shandling. It's Jeremy Piven. It's Janine Garofalo, who's amazing. It's like her Wet Hot American summer Okay. It's like, she's amazing on it. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor and Rip Torn. Uh, AKA Mr. Geis. Don Geis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really, really interesting to see that relationship. And he's so Rip Torn. I've only seen Rip Torn in pretty much 30 Rock. Anyway, the show is amazing. It's really weird. It's not... It's weird because 30 Rock is so highly intensely paced and the mm-hmm. show's pretty slow and the jokes are simple, but they're good jokes. I really enjoy it. Interesting. And okay. it's the first show to really deal with like celebrities. It's the first show to do like celebrities doing weird versions of themselves, like how extras was huge because it was like this British show about, you know, these extras and they always had like Daniel Radcliffe or Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart, or all these people mm-hmm. come on and do these really crazy versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, that, from what I've read, is really con- can be attributed to the Larry Sanders show because, particularly in the later seasons, people come on and play these quirky versions. Alec Baldwin's on an episode I watched, and it was okay. great. He's also still handsome Baldwin at that point. <laughs> like he's Hunt for the Red October Baldwin. Okay, okay. Um, and it's funny because he like um, he dated Larry Sanders' ex-wife um, after they had broken up. Oh, and now Larry funny. Sanders is back with his ex-wife. Uh, and then they have Alec on the show. And it's really, really funny and awkward. Okay. Yeah. It's a, here's the thing. I like deeply recommend the show. I find it to be really lovely. It is pretty clean for an HBO show too. Um, it's still an HBO show. There's going to be moments um, mm-hmm. if that's not your jam. But I, oh man, it is funny. It's dark. If anything, it's a little dark for me, it's, which is, seems really accurate to what I've heard about Larry Sanders' comedy. Not Larry Sanders. See? Gary Shandling's <laughs> comedy. Okay. Um, this was a long ramble, but basically I love it. Jeffrey Tambor is destructively funny in it. He's okay. so weird. Hey now. 
um i don't that's a, that's for all you fans so i really recommend the larry sanders show it's deeply influential to 30 rock and it's been cool. really fun watching it i'm only two se- i'm in the second season right now so i have a lot to go but i love it I'm, so oh, there's HBO. like what like six seasons i think yeah i think it's six seasons and a movie I'm just kidding. Just six seasons. Just and six a movie. Seasons. Just six. What would that movie be like? So I don't know. It's really weird when you start loving someone's comedy after they've passed. Oh yeah. It's how I felt when I started watching Pushing Daisies the week after they announced it was canceled. Oh. And I was just like, it, it, and this is not the same thing because that's a TV show. And this is a human being. I'm yeah. I'm realizing what I just said, but still, I don't know. I just it's really strange. I like I really I really appreciate what he does and what everyone says about him and like his role in the in the community. And it's been really fun to watch this and like think about like his his influence. I don't know. Yeah, I'm stumbling with this, but I just really admire <laughs> him. But I'm still watching the show, so I have a lot ahead. Um, cool. Janine Garofalo, though, can we just? Ugh, I love her. <laughs> she's so dark, and she's in Ratatouille, the best Pixar movie of all time. Never seen it. Oh my god, Kelsey! Every time we do this, it breaks my heart. This ne- the next podcast we do is me showing you all the things you've just said in this podcast you've never seen. Do you know how many friends I have? Like, I don't. I feel like I'm I'm relatively well cultured. Like, I've seen a lot of movies. I've watched a lot of TV shows. Oh, you're very well. Yeah, you're very knowledgeable. It's nothing that anybody else has ever watched. <laughs> I've decided. You mean every season of Survivor backwards? Uh, I know. I'm in season twenty right now, so I've gone through twelve seasons of Survivor. I'm so proud of you. All right, we ready to do this? Let's get into Seinfeld. I did, why am I even saying it when I should just say Seinfeld, Seinfeld Vision? Ah. And every time you say that, I want to do uh, something the cheerleader to oh, save the cheerleader, save the world. Every time we say that, that's what I want to go straight into. Save the cheerleader. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll do world. after you hiccup. Seinfeld's Vision. <laughs> save the cheerleader, save the world. Seinfeld's Vision. I'll take that bet. Yeah. That's my Jerry impression. Was it good? <laughs> it was pretty good. This episode's great. Um, this episode's so great. I can't. It's so funny. Hang on. So season two, episode one. Yes, we've done Seinfeld it. Seinfeld Vision. Okay, I'll let you go. I just got excited. <laughs> I know you did. Air date was October 4th, 2007. Director was Don Scardino and writers were Kay Cannon and Miss Tina Fey. Recap, Jack is on a high from a summer of great shows and decides to continue that by incorporating Jerry Seinfeld into NBC's other shows. Liz is dealing with a post-Floyd world and a post-Broadway Jenna, and Tracy and Angie are going through some marriage struggles. Beautifully written. I love this episode. Also, I'm sorry, I meant to say this earlier when I was doing my 30-30, and it's just... So we were playing at Christmas time. We were playing heads up and I was with my family and I was... I think we did the category of like celebrities and icons and figures... And I was the one who people were trying to get me to guess it. And J- Jason Sudeikis came up there and no one in my family knew who he was, which broke my heart. That's really upsetting. But my mom goes, or it's my mom or my sister. They're like, his last name was like a Japanese number game. Sudoku. But I got it. And I turned to Sayla and I was like, it's Floyd. I'm like, you've been watching this show. It's Floyd. The Floydster. The Floydster. It's the Floydster. Yeah, but his last name is like a Japanese number puzzle. <laughs> it is true. Uh, anyway, and, and we're without Floyd. Uh, we're without Floyd now. They broke up. Sure. Yep, we are. Yeah, and that is officially said in this in this episode. Okay, so I, if I'm honest, I have probably seen ten minutes of Seinfeld, the show, in my entire life. This is a really, really strange thing to hear yep I've i mean never watched it i would never claim to be one of those seinfeld people where i've watched like every episode 80 times right mm-hmm. this isn't a seinfeld podcast <laughs> um i will be honest when i also say i've watched more friends than i have seinfeld which to some people is really upsetting but i don't care <laughs> 
But I've watched it. So you haven't watched much of it at all. Mm-mm. I know. Have that you ever there's... thought about diving into it? Because it is, it is incredible. There's Maybe, nothing like it. But okay, because I've always heard that I know. Because like uh, people who watch How I Met Your Mother and then they watch Friends, they go, "Oh, like How I Met Your Mother stole much, so stole so many things from Friends." And the people that watch Friends and watch Seinfeld say, "Oh, they stole so many things from Seinfeld." The, yeah and yeah that, it, it's just is that trajectory because it's, it's a group of friends living in new york like i get that so i i'm sure i would watch seinfeld and enjoy it and i've just never like been like all right i'm gonna sit down and watch a new what eight nine season show i don't know how many seasons seinfeld is I'm, maybe it's even more than that like i've just never said i'm like i know i know seinfeld's in it i know there's a character named elaine and i know that the- good for you <laughs> my good for you kelsey <laughs> my problem is that i and it has the the short little dude was bald. <laughs> uh, George Costanza. Um, what you're going to say is, you know what's funny is I was thinking George Stephanopoulos. Oh, no. <laughs> George, I'm so sorry. You mean one of the, the, the press secretary to the White House? Yes, and 90s? that's only because of friends. Because at one point, Phoebe and Rachel and Monica accidentally Wait, get his pizza. you only know George Stephanopoulos because of friends? Because Phoebe goes, I know they like he's Bigbird's friend. Like no, that's not what it is. That's just, that's just what my mind There's goes. Like so many layers. To I what's mean, I, I'm right sure now. I've heard stuff off us another way, but like that's what I associate it with yes. is like the episode of Friends. So George Costanza. That's my George Stephanopoulos. Like every time they say his name when I rewatch Friends, that's who I picture. And then they're like, "Oh, the guy with the cute butt," and I have to like look up like who's the dude with the cute butt. Um, he was good looking for a politician. That's what, according to he was like he had like Marco Rachel Rubio again. good looks, which is like pretty good looking for a politician because most of the time they're more Ted Cruzy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'm yeah, so, so proud of myself. So I've just never, I've never watched Seinfeld. I'm. Would you? Is that a show that's on your radar to be like? Well, maybe I'll watch Seinfeld at some point. You don't seem excited because I've watched a bunch of how much mother i've watched how much a million times i've watched friends a million times like it's a completely different show it like is tonally like literally the opposite of those shows so when people say when people say friends stole from seinfeld there it didn't it stole from seinfeld only when it was about a group of people hanging I've out i've heard that a lot of the storylines are the same where like people would say i would never say that though i haven't watched seinfeld to an insane extent i've watched probably 50 episodes so. i'll say it again tonally seinfeld is literally it's like comparing a woody allen movie to a Boz lerman movie tonally they're just opposite hmm. did any of those did that light did i <laughs> damn it get better at this Kimmy? <laughs> seinfeld is seinfeld exists in an existentially frustrating world hmm. because that's what that's the world that larry david exists in interesting everything goes shit in seinfeld literally someone just wrote this really famous we need to so the more you talk to me about seinfeld the less i want to watch it i know it's not working i know but it's still brilliant and funny and it's not i shouldn't say it's that cold because it's not kelsey i hope one day to have a conversation with you you're like so i'm watching seinfeld (laughs) and this is weird again because i don't watch a lot of seinfeld but i enjoy seinfeld and when i do watch it i love it interesting it's very very interesting so i know i just feel like i pushed you away really far from it you're fine i'm not but you're just looking at me with that look of like you failed you failed i'll keep watching survivor okay <laughs> anyway well so you've never watched seinfeld what's your experience of seinfeld then normally uh, other than like a king of comedy and like the epitome of the comedy i mean boom. honestly seinfeld vision this is your experience of jerry seinfeld and the one comedians in cars getting coffee with obama yeah like i can't think of anything else 
Like I knew him. Like I knew like when Liz like impersonates him later or doesn't. She's just that's how she sounds. That's how she sounds like when she cries. Like that joke. I knew that was a Seinfeld thing, and I don't know why I knew that, but I knew that. I was like, oh, like I've heard because I've because you've heard of it. I've heard that. Yeah, like it's one of those things where it's oh, like just because of pop culture and stuff. Like I knew that was Seinfeld. I knew that she kind of sounded like him. And isn't that cool? I don't know. I just love that we have these weird pop culture buttons where you might never never watch the show, but you have a pretty clear idea of what the show is about and what the show is like. It's so funny they have it because this whole thing is a clear push for B movie, right? <laughs> yeah. And I did you see B movie? Nope. I love B movie. Interesting. It is weird. There's literally a line where he's like a little bee, a little hive, and he's going through his closet pulling on these sweaters, and he's like black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. He goes, "Ooh, yellow and black, mix it up a little." It's the weirdest joke, but I think about it to this day. And I saw that movie like, yeah, I was like 16 when I saw it. A uh, true story. B movie is coming to Netflix in January. Oh my gosh, really? Yep. I'm very excited about this. Yep, I happen to. I'm so thought. glad that somehow watching this is again a plug for B movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's really charming. And the best thing about B-movie, actually, the whole, that, you know, so there's a bit in the show where he's like, Al Roker in a B-suit. Yeah, yeah. The very, did you ever see the very first, I'll send it to you, the first trailers for B-movie weren't like just cute little cartoon B played by Jerry Seinfeld. It was um him and Chris Rock in little bee costumes on a giant car windshield, like getting blown away. Oh and then my filming, gosh. And then I think it's, uh, oh my gosh, it's a very famous person playing the director. I want to say it's Billy Crystal, but it's not. It's someone like that though being, oh no, Spielberg. Spielberg shows up and he goes, why don't you animate the bees why did i think billy crystal i'm so mad at myself <laughs> he's like why don't you animate the bees and like shutting down set we're animating the bees and it's so funny it's a great trailer interesting we've sprung on something that i really enjoy <laughs> clearly i'm sorry <laughs> no it's fine you're allowed to enjoy something. oh i'm glad i'm glad <laughs> thank you for letting me have this but um i love that this opens with a walk with me lemon yes yes and she's so aaron sorkin so happy and skinny that's i she like she's looks real skinny. hot in this episode and the next one i almost was like gain some weight girl you're like real small i was looking at um the av club article either for this episode or the next one and like all of the comments are like mm, liz lemon like it's hilarious get it liz yeah, yeah. very very aaron sorkin which i Walking appreciate I know, because particularly because at this point they've beaten Studio 60. Yes. <laughs> Studio yes. 60 is dead. <laughs> um, which is another really good Studio 60 joke later on this. Did you catch it? Which one? Oh, Doug, you don't watch Studio 60. I'm always forgetting that. Um, I'll, t- I'll get to it. But it'll be interesting when you say it, whether it's a Sorkin joke or if it's a... It's Studio a Studio 60, 60 joke. It's specifically Studio 60. Yeah. Some, you know, it's, you're going to say it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, somebody mentioned that on... Because somebody made a comment where it's like, oh, was this a dig at Studio 60 in the comments I was reading? But I didn't catch the reference oh yeah we'll talk about it um i love these shows america's next top pirate yes stronger than a dog and then obviously the one and the only milf island milf island which did you catch the um the mistake no what was it so jack says uh it's it's 25 super hot moms 58th grade boys and no rules but on the screen you have the commercial for milf island popping up and it says 20 hot moms oh interesting no uh, no no no, no. He, they, sorry they say 25 it says 25 but it, the screen says 20 it's 58th grade boys though oh dang that's so that's a real that's lot of boys that's, that's, i actually hate that dynamic <laughs> that's even more a lot of like 50 smelly boys who like don't quite understand deodorant or they over understand cologne and body spray or, yeah like, axe body spray oh <sighs> 
gross. I don't want to relive those years. No, no. Mm. So there's that bit where she walks in. She's like, did he redecorate? Did he? Right. Okay. I was trying did to you? I figured out. you would check. Well, I meant to check. I have it highlighted <laughs> for me to check. And I, but I wrote, did they move to a new studio for season two? Like, I didn't know if they had moved. And I, I meant what I meant to check was to go look at like something from season one to compare it. It felt uh, lighter, like the wood was lighter or something. But I don't know if they moved to a new studio or something. Oh, we'll have to double check it. But yeah. I just the whole time I was, she said that I'm like, I don't think it, he did. It looks exactly the same. We watched this. Yeah. Week. But I love that they put it. So he has Jerry Seinfeld by Seinfeld Vision. And he Save the I keep saying that <laughs> he puts him other than heroes. He puts him on the blandest NBC okay, shows. What's the first one? The quick grill and me. That's Law and Order. Is that Law and Order? SVU. I've, I've never That's seen Law Oh, okay. So the most of, the I'm most so of Law and Order. The I'm most so of Law and Order I've seen is the Community episode. <laughs> <laughs> the most of, I, I'm the same. I've never watched Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Someone got really mad at me, but it's never interested me. Um, not for the cultural. The cultural impact is great, but it's just I don't like that kind of thing. It's such a commitment. It's such a commitment <laughs> for you. That is because like, start from the beginning. <laughs> That's what I keep thinking. For like, me, uh, I'm just like ah, oh, so much death. I don't. I don't want to watch it, it. For me, it'd be like oh, if I decide to watch Days of Our Lives, like <laughs> uh. <laughs> never do that, Kelsey. Why would you do that? <laughs> That'd be horrible. Um, but, okay, so it's Law and Order. So it's Law and Order. And no Law and Order. Heroes, Deal or No Deal. And then they make a joke about him being on Medium. Well, yeah, and then he and, puts him on like the most boring but NBC then, And then shows. he holds up a disc that it's it's signed for Vision on Biggest Loser. That's when the DVD says what he holds up. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I would like to know on Biggest Loser, what role would Seinfeld play? Would he be like the Jillian Michael? Is that her name? Is that the chick on it? Who's the girl who hosts I think it's Jillian Is it Michaels Jillian Michaels and like a couple yeah. other people. Like, yeah, like, would he be the one motivating or were they like, here, go, wait, go gain Actually, 100 Don't you want to watch Seinfeld motivating? Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? I can't do that. My Seinfeld impression is <laughs> terrible, but really funny. Uh, what what's, what uh, NBC show do you want to see Seinfeld on? Because I I think, I mean, I'd love to see him on The Office. That would have been great. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, I want to see him with Ron Swanson. He, Parks and Rec wasn't a thing then. I don't care. <laughs> we have to work within the uh, time constraint uh, like, bring Kelsey. him back <laughs> bring him back it'll be fine no i'm not saying just like in general i'm saying like of all those shows, like, oh if which, he had uh, held if we could something make up at the time like what, what show he... would also be funny for him to be in what else was uh, e- i'm like er no that because that gets referenced later on in the episode so liz and floater officially broken up oh it's so sad is that the black guy <laughs> yeah that was the best like all right clearly they're not paying attention i love frank um, I didn't understand what Jack meant. So Liz is like, this is what I did this summer. I, I, I wore flip flops and I started a quilt. And then he's later like, you're never going to start that quilt. And then he says, put Floyd's name on that quilt. And I did not understand. I was like, it's like a, like a wish. Quilt. Like, you know how some people have a hope chest? Um, I think that's what he meant. Like to try to get back together with Floyd. Interesting. That's what, I, that's my reading of that. I'm line. sorry. Do people put things in hope chests other than quilts? <laughs> yeah. Hope chest. Do you know what a hope chest was? I mean, hope chests are normally at the end of the bed and you put quilts in there no 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 a hope just was something given to a young girl that she would start collecting the things for her future home in and that so one day when she get married she'd have something for her future home it's from like the 40s it's not like a, or from like the 1800s well consider if you're like up in the 1800s like nine you're most likely gonna get married and so you have a hope chest you keep everything mm-hmm. so when you get married to mr who lives next door you have mm-hmm. you can like take it all your quilts that you've been making and all your pottery and all that stuff and i don't want to carry around a <laughs> you don't carry it as i move from house i mean house. you need a box to carry it you're making this like it's so weird i mean it is weird. it's not weird 
anyway, I get it. Um, no, I don't get why he's so mean at the beginning of this episode. Generally, other than his like stress, I don't fully get why he's so mean at the beginning of this. It's so nice. That's at the yeah, end is he of just it. nervous about somebody finding out about his heart event? He's like his lying. cardiac event. Yeah, he's lying. <laughs> Maybe just because he's lying because at the end of the episode, he's really kind to her yeah. and encouraging. It's back to the old Jack Liz dynamic I love, but he's so mean to her at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, Joe he's wasn't just stressed. <laughs> Um, I love, I love that. I just love that Tracy calls him freaky deekies, which is not appropriate <laughs> in any way, shape or form. But damn it. When he says it, I giggle every time. I love it so much. Freaky deekies uh, need love too. Need love too. Freaky deekies needs, needs love too. So this is the start of what we hear that Tracy and Angie are having relationship problems. And this develops well. And it's because, so like, it was really weird because he starts telling a story about how like, Liz, you know how I like to, to, you know, to to, t- to talk to transvestite prostitutes and no he just wants to get him into computer classes which is like almost a throwback to the pilot episode where they're at dark sensations and liz gives somebody like 20 bucks and is like here these are for computer classes i mean that's a joke they do on friends too when they go to and she gives her money for computer school it's like a running joke because computer school is the idea of you can go get a better job it's like if, oh. if this were in the 60s it'd be secretarial school oh gross so this this confused me i was thinking about at the end that like I guess this is more like at the end of the next episode, but the whole reason why Angie and Tracy are having problems is because, so like a magazine posted, art uh, posted, huh, published an article of Tracy next to who they thought was Angie, but it was actually a transvestite prostitute and she looked better than whatever. What did Tracy do wrong? Um, so here's the thing. Angie thinks he's cheating all the time anyway, uh, because that is the lifestyle he lives. Mm-hmm. and um then he gets a photo not only with a prostitute um i mean because tracy's like you know i love my heart for the transvestite prostitutes like right here's the thing like i get angie not believing him because he's always living this philanderous lifestyle he gets photographed with this woman and it's confused for her and the transvestite prostitute is considered to be looking better than how she did at the 2004 grammys mm-hmm. so that's why she's mad she's like you're cheating on me you got caught I guess it bothers me because clearly there's a horrible communication between Angie and Tracy because what Tracy doesn't communicate well <laughs> because he he did nothing wrong and here he is moving into the studio because of like it really are like, you defending Tracy I am situation? it bothers me a lot why do like, you care what if Tracy is clearly I mean he's not communicating but he's not living a lifestyle that is honest to Angie and so if, what, if what, were, ha, for, no there's she no is trust making built. an assumption that he he if he told her you know I like to talk to transvestite prostitutes and I want to give him to computer college classes like you think she should just believe him after everything else he's been doing what else has he been doing well okay and this is hard because we're getting into other stuff that comes mm-hmm. down the road but at this point all we know is that he's having all these parties with all these girls the episode where he's trying to get pete into having an affair he's doing all this stuff she thinks he's probably cheating so she doesn't believe him because he's not living okay, a lifestyle that but encourages you, this i'm so surprised that you're defending him oh no it bothers me because he's not doing anything he wrong. didn't do anything wrong but like i can't blame her for not believing him if he's no, see, okay because i know what you're talking about for in the future of things we don't want to spoil but i always that stuff in the future i always assumed that angie was in on it that i don't see i never did see i always thought that that it was like nope she knew that this is just part of of his persona i see i never got that impression got it because that's what i've always thought so i'm sitting here like why like it's not his like and like you always see like celebrities like they walk around the corner people like somebody just walks up and takes a picture of you or there's paparazzi like that you have no control over like the the angle that you are next to somebody when somebody takes a picture of you like it just, it really bothered me because he didn't do anything wrong and that she's kicking him out and i'm like oh but my gosh just think, ask him okay why are we so at odds tonight kelsey <laughs> i don't know <laughs> man i just disagree but i respect your opinion <laughs> 
I just, I get Angie. I get where she's coming from. But I always thought this weight gain thing that Jenna does is really funny because I remember reading, hearing an interview or something that actually for that season, she was really excited. She lost a lot of weight at the summer, worked oh, out really funny. hard. She like pushed to look good. And then they were like, <laughs> we want you in a fat suit for the first three episodes or something. She's like, what? Uh, which is so funny. Frank's hat says coin operated. Yes. Mm-hmm. His first one says coin operated. And then one, later on, he has kill screen. Yeah. So after the Angie stuff, because that stuff aside, it leads to the funny thing of Kenneth being Tracy's work wife. Kenneth is the best work wife. Which I love when later on he's like pissed off because he's like, Tracy didn't notice the 14 throw pillows he purchased um, for the couch. Or whatever. It's the cutest. I just love how they mirror like what people's issues in marriage are. Like you didn't notice yes. anything I did. <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell my friends that you have a migraine. <laughs> Good work, work wife. Yeah. And then I just love when Tracy's like, this is my Kenneth. <laughs> it's so cute it's adorable also why does liz keep sari as an assistant sari is the worst assistant <laughs> i've never understood why she keeps her I, because she's related to mr xerox <laughs> oh that's true of the xerox of xerox fame it's true i really like Kenneth's impression of um of seinfeld which Seinfeld? Which impression? I'm sorry. When he's when he's in the uh, oh oh duh, you don't watch the show when he does it. So in the elevator, you know how Kenneth makes those weird noises. Well, I know that's the theme song. Yeah, there you go. That's the Is impression. That, oh, sorry, I was like, you're of just, Seinfeld the show. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> he's just doing the theme song. Yeah, he's like, doing the theme. Okay, song. I was like, I'm sorry. Does Seinfeld make like noises when he does? His no, no, no. He's doing the no, impression I knew that of Seinfeld. Was the theme song. Yeah. yeah okay. Cool. Song. No, it's really cute. I think it's really really funny uh yeah no that's adorable and and some i read something where they were like that jack mcbrary is legitimately a huge seinfeld fan so his reaction was real i'm sure that was all very real for him i would not be surprised in the least Uh, um i my favorite line out of everything has to do with the whole kenneth tracy thing and it's when he just goes yes yes a thousand times yes (laughs) will you be my work wife (laughs) they're so cute their dynamic is so great Mm-hmm. Um, so Sari asks Jenna and Liz to be in her wedding. Oh my god. <laughs> Sari's whole now I have my something old. Oh, why does she keep Sari? <laughs> um, but okay, so let Sari uh, says we're gonna go dress shopping at 10 at Le Fez. Um, which do you know what Le Fez means in French? Mm-mm. The bottom the buttocks. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so they're going to that's the adorable. <laughs> but it sounds fr- it's like there's a really great restaurant in la called la poubelle okay it's really cute right that's the trash can oh funny but it's really cute it name really it's very french fun. right um so i watched this with my friend italia and one thing she said that i really enjoyed that's really true is jerry is always kind of a bad actor like it's, mm-hmm. it's yep. and i'd never realized that because i'd always just been like that's jerry and then i was like yeah he's not a great he's actor but that's actor. the charm of him and everyone in his scenes is always really good and he's funny it's not that he isn't really funny it's just like he's kind of not the best actor Mm-mm. but um the thing is the charm is that everyone else around him is and it kind of works it works but it's really funny i've never noticed that but she said that i'm like oh man yeah you're right all the what was it on on av club like the rating for this episode they gave it was a b minus and pretty much all the comments like they thought that that was really a harsh of a grading on it but the comments were also like ah you're grading it too hard but also like it was okay like nobody said this is a great episode it's so funny most people said like Okay, Seinfeld's a really bad actor. Um, and they were like, it's okay. But like, it wasn't headed out of the ballpark. And somebody was like, Studio 60 got canceled and they came back with this. Like, <laughs> Okay, calm down, AV Club. Yeah. All right, wrong. You went the wrong direction with that one. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Um, I love that her ideal, her like marriage is Saul Rosenbear. I know. <laughs> and it's from a previous marriage. Uh-huh. And he cheated on me with a lamb. <laughs> so Tracy 
he sees Seinfeld and he's like, he thinks that they've had a three-way before with <laughs> Elaine, Ela- Elaine Boosler. Ah. And, but he's like, but what, oh no, that was me in a mirror. Oh, that was a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Did you he was a mirror? Which, which is, <laughs> like, I think that's so funny. That's that, such a good line. Which, okay, so somebody, I guess, sorry, I was, I don't even, oh no, this is on Reddit. Somebody made a comment where, so again, this is kind of like a flash forward, but there's an episode later on where you see like, you see that when Jack looks at people, he sees them all what they're worth monetarily. Oh, and yeah. Jack, uh, Kenneth looks at people and sees them as Muppets. Tracy looks at people and sees himself. Oh, you're right. So there was kind of like this thing where they were like, There's well, precedence. did he just, and that he made the assumption with Seinfeld because of Elaine. He knew Elaine was a character from Seinfeld. He saw Jerry Seinfeld and just made that association. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. That was, shout oh, out to. That was a mirror. Somebody, I don't know. Good uh, Reddit theory. Lil Pup. <laughs> Reddit username. <laughs> and bwot32 that they between the two of them that was kind of what they came up with that's some really good that's some really good sleuthing kills yeah also i just realized i think i get why you side with tracy and i don't i was you always your favorite lines are always tracy's like you Mm. just really love tracy and i like tracy but i love angie angie everything angie does makes me laugh i really like angie too oh maybe not i just think think tracy's just in more episodes so i'm more likely to like tracy's lines than angie's lines i just say but i've I would say, would you say you like Tracy more than Angie or no? Because I wonder if this influences our opinions on who we emotionally side with. Um, Not to revisit this, but I'm just curious if that would influence at all. I don't... Because I like Tracy, but I don't love Tracy. But I love see, Angie. See, I think before this rewatch, I probably would have said Angie. Mm-hmm. But now that we're watching again, and, and I don't... That, that might change again once Angie's in it more. Mm-hmm. But I think by the end of the show, last time, I think I liked Angie better. She does get better at the end, too. They just keep building yeah, on her. Yeah, and she just becomes way. more prominent as mm-hmm. Tracy Morgan's having health issues. Well, maybe my theory is wrong, but I'm I was just know. wondering that because I love... Because I, I feel like part of me sides with her because I'm like, I love Angie. I think Angie has great... Li- like, And I love Angie's lines when she has stuff to say. But she's also... She's not funny in either of these two episodes. Oh, I thought she was funny. Well, at the at the end where she... Well, I'm like, her final lines of like, I'm going to be on you like white on rice like that. But... She's just not like we're later on. We get full episodes dedicated. She's to her so good in it. It's because they were like, oh, yeah, we have Sherry Shepard. We should use. Yeah, her. let's put her on. here. Um, I like that. I like that Seinfeld's idea of how do we get together? Let's go grab a scone. Yes. It's so <laughs> bougie. Like, yes, that's what I want. I also can. Oh, I can. Oh, wait. I want to go back to when they're in that dress shop. Did you notice that Jenna like is just wearing a tiara? no she's just wearing a tiara <laughs> in the shop it's amazing that's the thing that i kept thinking number one kimmy and i just went dress shopping with one of our best we friends. did oh my gosh shut i didn't up. even think about yeah, that yeah i was like that's shut up cool. what um but i was laughing that they make the comment where she's like oh some of these dresses cost more than my couch and Suri says is that a joke or do you really have a 300 dollars couch like 300 bucks for a wedding dress is a great deal <laughs> so i'm like there's no way the dress Suri was holding up was 300 dollars. also there's no way that the dress that liz tries on because Suri is too small for it which that's a whole other weird thing to me like just put it on they'll clip you in the back oh rs would never let me buy something on sale oh gosh he's a interesting we person. have feelings about rs yes um but that is not a dress that I think Suri would wear. No, Suri wouldn't not wear that. Not at all. It is a dress Liz would wear. Don't we end up seeing her wedding dress and isn't it just a bathing suit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> many, many, many episodes down the road. Oh, is that that far down the road? I thought that was soon. I'm so wrong. I don't right. know if that's the end of season. I think it's in season three. I'm going to keep eating these M&Ms. Cause they're so Go good. for it. I've got lots, lots, oh lots gosh. more. Um, So Seinfeld walks in. Well, okay. So 
Jack is trying to avoid Seinfeld because he's got this idea of Seinfeld vision and hasn't actually told Jerry about it because Jerry's in Svenborgia, one of those those countries that only rich people know about or whatever. And so Jack is thinking he can get away so with like it. Genovia in a princess diary. I know, right? Genovia. A land I call my own. I know the uh, whole thing. I know that. Oh, I read all those books too. So, but surprise, Jerry comes back early and he's trying to figure out why his mom said that you're on ER and CSI or whatever the heck it was. And I just love though that Jack is then bartering with with jerry and trying to be like but you can be in this and he's like i like loss is that you guys (laughs) (laughs) that's a great line so like then jerry's like well how about i just buy nbc and he's like you have four million dollars lying around um nbc cannot be enough i know maybe it's just to buy a a big share in it today nbc is worth 11.7 billion yeah i would think it would be four billion right that's what i that four million that felt like nothing like nothing at all so i thought that was kind of bizarre yeah four and i i feel like he has more than four million too That's, like I would seinfeld have so syndication they jack would have about them jack would have four million like you know what i mean like uh, it was a little bit bizarre yeah i i also didn't get that okay it is all right so we almost passed it the studio 60 burn okay it's that bit when he's like are you calling when, uh, can you call my wife and uh, say you're doing a survey for the ranford group ask her if she's sleeping with dl hughley dl hughley is on studio 60 in the sunset that's Strip, what the th- okay that's which i really what, yeah. enjoy yeah that's the big that's the burn it's a it's not much of one but it's enough where i would went like ha <laughs> yeah no just enough they're like oh i get it but i love i love how much that good joke sets up the next joke which is her doing the ranford group survey when she Trying calls call. and when's the last time you had intercourse like- <laughs> <laughs> we get to one of my favorite a line i love where it's like i can turn this to the biggest lane brian and mint <laughs> okay which i so i never want like i don't ever pick up on who like, goes to lane brian well i mean that's a plus size store no, it's is Lane Bryant plus size. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was Ann Taylor. I was mixing no, it with Ann Taylor. Taylor Love, which I wrote like I was noticing a lot more in this episode, and like I think it's because of the Jenna thing, like the the fat shaming, which I thought was interesting. Because and I wrote that when when they got to the Lane Bryant joke, that's where I thought that and I was like, that's another like dig at Jenna at that point. I think um, maybe, maybe yeah. I just thought it was kind of interesting, and and granted, like the whole thing about this is like like they're, they're making fun of the it fact is plus size mm-hmm. oh my gosh i thought it was another ann taylor mm-hmm. <laughs> like, interesting like yeah they're making fun of the fact that in comedy like these are the expectations you have as a woman like like obviously they're not they're not saying we agree with this they're just saying this is how it is this is what they're dealing yeah. with interesting i mean obviously jenna's did with this whole episode and it's so ridiculous also like her belly is so interesting because she's so skinny right at her chest up they like, just stuck a belly on not it. adjusted at all like they it's just, just put, like and it's belly. literally just under her chest down yeah. to her <laughs> hips they just like put on like like a tube yeah which is so funny to me Ugh, that horizontal striped dress she looks like a watermelon they chose the most watermelony dress ever and they put it's that blouse underneath so it horrible it draws the eyes up <laughs> oh, right. oh 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 wait, the real crazy's over here. That's the best. I love that line. Frank. And it's Frank who says that, yeah, when like, come look at this. Nope. The real crazy's in here. And I Liz in her wedding dress I, in her office. I love her order. She's like, I'm getting the dress and then I'm gonna have a baby and then I'm gonna die. And I'm gonna be a super cute guy in heaven. <laughs> That's the dream. Did you know that, Miss Miss B movie lover over there? That there are two 30 rock, other 30 Rock people in B-Movie. Who else is in B-Movie? Uh, Rip Torn. Oh, duh. And Megan Mullally, which we don't see until later. Later, next season. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. They I didn't realize. They it. both have great voices. That's yeah. why. 
Oh, that's really so funny. Y- you know what? You can watch B-Movie and have it as a 30-30. Oh my gosh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> can we watch B-Movie together? Maybe. Might make you watch we'll B-Movie. See. Let me get over this evening and then we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Too much Seinfeld in one evening? Too much Seinfeld. Sorry, my dear. <laughs> Did we already get to the part where Jack is listening? No, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. Oh, Which, yeah. by the way, I say all the time and I didn't realize I got it from this. From here. Yeah. Kill Seinfeld. <laughs> kill Seinfeld and then kill myself. Kill Seinfeld. <laughs> Flee Svenborgia, then kill myself. Number 70. You seduce Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Why am is it all the way down at 70? <laughs> Number seven, when I fake a hurricane, I'll really schedule programming. It's pre-scheduled. <laughs> like, oh. It's so good. Um, I also like that he smells her food poster. Oh, that is the best. Have I gone on my rant on how much I want that poster? Yes. Uh, In like one of our first episodes, actually. I, I think. still can't find it. I looked it up the <laughs> other day and I still can't find it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole thing ends with Liz crying on the set because floyd's with another girl wearing a, She's a giant ham her, napkin her. Um, um, I, lo- I loved her face when jack asks her for the ham oh <laughs> no i like the ham yeah no that's when it's like, a really beautiful moment again between them um oh that bit where she says she'll marry herself there was an ex there, i remember i've never watched the sarah silverman program which i should because dan Harmon and obviously rob Schraub both wrote on it but um there's a bit where, i remember there was an episode i saw on a commercial where uh, sarah silverman has a wedding and marries herself oh really which is really really funny to me and i was like ooh, interesting interesting so it's a it's a theme right it's a theme mm. um the only other thing i think that i have about this episode is that there's no pete in it he has one shot he's in the doorway isn't he I don't think so. All everything when I was reading online that said there was no Pete in it. Oh, maybe I'm just like, I'm mixing up the episodes. Which that's where um, a lot of the comments and like the article from the AV Club for this, they were saying that the reason they didn't like this was that they like Jack a lot better when he, like Liz is normally the relatively sane one and Jack is a normally relatively sane one. Um, but if you if both of them are going crazy, you need Pete to help balance that out. And oh, there was that's no interesting. So I there would was, definitely agree with that. Yeah. So that's there was really no thoughtful. like sanity in this entire. I guess episode. they just let Jerry be the sanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine, but yeah, I just mm-hmm. thought that was kind of an interesting. And I hadn't real. I was like, oh, there is no Pete. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I really liked. First of all, you get a shot of the B movie in it, which I thought was really great product placement. Like they walk by and it's on a screen play. Yeah, I was like, well played. <laughs> um, I like that when he tries to kill him with that thing. It looks like a BAFTA. Have you ever seen a BAFTA award? No, it's not a BAFTA award. But I just, but I had a moment where I'm like, is that a BAFTA? It's like a half of a face, like a mask. Oh no, okay, I did see that, and I was, I, I wrote, I was like, um, did I wrote, Baldwin who, win a BAFTA? Well, I wrote, who's on the bust? It's what I ended up asking because I was oh, curious I'm, as to who. It that looks was. like a Greek thing, but I just, it looked like a BAFTA to me. Fair enough. It was really entertaining. I like that one to stipulate Roker in a B costume, yeah. <laughs> which is so cute because I would want to see that. Um, and then I think the best thing, it's Tracy. Oh, no. Did a Korean person die? Which I looked. And that is an actual Korean thing to wear white. But it's not as uh, people are more likely to wear black now just because of Western culture. Damn it, why do we take over everything? We're the worst. We can start where uh, when you die. I will wear white to your funeral. Thank you. Please When do. I die, please wear white to my funeral. And everyone's like, what is happening here? Like, watch the It's Rock. a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> also, um, get used to Korean culture. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I think the last thing I noticed, first of all, the, the place is Grenarnia. Yes. That's the name. I love that. so smart. They just made it Narnia. Um, I just love that moment where Jack helps her up, that he reaches his hand down, he lifts her up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a really beautiful moment between them. It's why I love the show. It's why I love them. Keeps it going. I like it. I liked it too. Uh, favorite line? Um, yes, yes. A million times yes. A thousand times yes. Oh, that's, that's a good a, one. That's I've favorite. also said that a bunch. I think it's, um, and I'll meet a super cute guy in heaven. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that was definitely it. Or maybe it was just her like crying. This is what I felt like when I cried. <laughs> her Jerry just impression. Just so good. No, I loved how much Kenneth is into Seinfeld. And it makes sense. Kenneth's obsessed with TV and so that's what Seinfeld is. Yes, Seinfeld literally true. built NBC in a lot of ways. Um, in theory. I feel like they're still... <laughs> I feel like they're still like functioning off Seinfeld money. <laughs> still all these years later. All these years later. Friends didn't help at all. Um <laughs> I don't know. The weird thing is, I'm somehow defending Seinfeld. I don't watch Seinfeld very much. I watch Friends much more. I don't know how I ended up on this. On this, it's like how every time I end up like trying to talk someone off a ledge, uh, uh, a ledge politically, and I'm like, how am I defending this other side? <laughs> I thought you were about to say like they always jump, and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> jump into Seinfeld. Stop talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. Jack in the game. Take it away. Season two, episode two. Jack gets in the game. Oh, why did I skip half the words? Okay. It's right. Anyway. It's, I knew I was going to get to say it in a second, so it's all right. <laughs> you were just going to do this a lot quicker. Air date, October 11, 2007. Director was Michael Engler, which he did uh, two episodes earlier than this. He did Up All Night in the Baby Show. He And then he did some Sex and the City and an episode of West Wing, blah, blah. Writer was Robert Carlock. Recap. Jack learns that Dennis Banks, I said Dennis Banks. That's what I what wrote. I meant Devin. Can you imagine a combination happened. of Dennis and Devin? Jack learns that Devin Banks is engaged <laughs> to Guy's daughter, and he fears this will affect his succession to the NBC throne. Jenna toys with the idea of going to drastic measures to get back to her normal weight. Kenneth tries to help Tracy and Angie make up. Uh, my favorite part of this episode was that Will Arnett did the commentary on the DVD. Oh my gosh, what did he say? Walk me through all Lots, of this. Well, I, I, I've, I, my, my notes are very color coordinated. And oh my gosh, they're beautiful. My, well, my notes are always color coordinated, but purple is commentary. So it's like art. I'll add com- like green is a quote. Blue is something I researched. Red is something I thought was interesting. Oh my gosh, and love it. Purple is 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 some commentary. So the first thing I wrote commentary wise was starts with heavy breathing. That's literally how it starts. You're just sitting there watching. You just hear. Wait, what? How does it start? <laughs> like, you don't know who the commentary is and you just hear. Oh, the commentary. I'm, I, for a moment, I thought you meant the episode. No, no, and I was just episode. like, Sorry. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> the commentary. And it's and then all of a sudden he goes, oh, hi. And I'm like, oh, it's Will Arnett. <laughs> so charming. Uh, but no, the episode actually starts with Jack wanting Liz to eat a $54 steak. Uh, which a Will Arnett says this show has award-winning food. <laughs> I um I this was the moment for the first time I had a, I had a sec where I was like, is Jack Donaghy Christian Grey? <laughs> Just because I'm like this is so weird. Like you Watch think about this. it. Let's think about all the other proof. Right, he's a wealthy businessman. Mm-hmm. He's got other moments where he's a little. We get the feel that he's a little bit, you know kinky like i just think again we've talked about the sexualization of business you know in like show. french braiding people's hair <laughs> that's what we know about him so i mean far. yeah that is true but and i'm just saying no was, oh i'm just gonna keep this running i think that jack donaghy's christian gray and this because this he just wants to watch it now obviously it's not sexual reasons he just can't eat the steak but i just it made me go like oh my gosh it all fits well he is like i wrote like it is borderline pornographic the way he talks about the steak and the way he's like here Oh, the, oh, it definitely is. They're hinting at it. Yeah. <laughs> there uh, you go. Did I ever tell you I read Fifty Shades of Grey on Wikipedia? Did you? I read the Wikipedia because I wanted to know what happened. Oh, uh, to be able to understand it. You looked so shocked before you understood what was happening. I was like, wait, like there was like a secret link to it on? No, I just was reading the Wikipedia plot. Um, okay. Even that's pretty kinky. I'm not going to lie. We were like reading it and we were like, oh my goodness. 
this is a lot (laughs) we got pretty crazy whatever um those crazy days of mine i really like how fast she eats that steak i I, it's gilmore-ish and i respect it very much so a dog took it just came right through here um we get that oh my gosh so jack reads geiss's because jack is like i know that geiss is about to retire because of this line he says in yachting illustrated the ocean like business with a pillowy abyss of a lover's bosom seems infinite but all things must end and of course he read that and said oh yeah he's retiring um and then he makes a margaret thatcher joke or liz does and this no, is where he makes it definitely. he makes it and will arnett says most shows wouldn't make a margaret thatcher reference 30 rock isn't afraid <laughs> afraid <laughs> i still love it's yachting illustrated yes which is not a real book <laughs> real magazine uh, I looked what no, i'm see. sure there's a yachts magazine yeah it's i think it was just called yachting i think is what it was <laughs> Come on. um i'm really intrigued at this japanese porn star diet yeah i i started to look that up and work and it went uh-uh nope i don't because i don't know what the uh it's just like japanese porn yeah i'm like i don't want this on my computer um oh no but during the opening during the theme song will mc well will mcbrayer i cannot talk tonight <laughs> you're having a good time all i have to do is learn it right he goes he as it's going he goes tonight on an all new 30 rock it's all your favorite players judah friedlander and alec baldwin and then he goes name the show was originally gonna be 30 rockefeller center and nbc didn't like that and there were issues I'm like okay uh, and then it starts and he goes i love this show i've never seen it and then when jenna and liz walk on the scene he goes this is uh jim and pam <laughs> talking to each other <laughs> damn it <laughs> that Arnett. was adorable that's adorable yeah um i like that she eats the paper it's dedication yes which okay this reminds me of the whole i only eat paper but i can yell paper i want it reminds me of emily blunt's character in devil wears prada where, and when i'm when i'm about uh-huh. to faint i eat one cube of cheese cube of cheese oh emily blunt She's which so good on maybe there that's the jim pam jim john krasinski emily it's blunt. all connected a, oh my god look at you that was like Thank six you. degrees of kevin bacon right, right? there don't give me another name to throw in there else i'll <laughs> kevin arnett fair enough um i love that her example of like heavier men is james gandolfini yeah, and fat, fat albert, albert. <laughs> both who have fallen have had a hard couple of years right <laughs> um and i like that all her furniture is called blurg blurg yeah with the her, umlaut which i wrote doesn't that happen way later i don't know i wrote in all caps i love ikea furniture i <laughs> love assembling ikea furniture because it's, it's so easy well like it's funny though because people either love it or hate it and when i moved last year and i like bought a dresser and i was talking about it at work i was so excited to put together my dresser and my employees did not understand my excitement and i was really excited <laughs> i i also enjoy i put together ikea furniture as well and it's always lovely it's so great it's so great i love it um so wait what happens oh do, so kathy we meet kathy guys kathy guys kathy marceline is there okay marceline or marceline hugo i've always wondered what she looks like in real life because i can't see her past kathy guys she's beautiful in real life she's really really pretty i'm gonna google her right now what's her name um uh marceline hugo m-a-r-c-e-l-i-n-e-h-u-g-o-t um she's an older lady but she definitely like kathy guys looks nothing like her um she, i think it's one of the best under like performances yes 
So Marcelina Hugo, she's been in a couple. Of, she was like a guest star in ER and Sex and City, Law and Order, The Leftovers. She was on United 93, Sisterhood of the Traveling she's Pants. She's so too. good. Okay, but she's, she's not, also topless in this photo. Uh, what are you? Not actually. Like, uh, you you just, that Japanese porn star. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> no, no, no. They like cut it out. You don't see anything, but she isn't wearing a shirt in it. And it's, I'm, I'm very intrigued at like her braveness. Uh, we get So when Tracy was checking out the Church of Practicology, it was the Church of Practicology before, mm-hmm. too. So that's the running joke for Scientology. Yep. Yep. Great. Um, the by the alien king living in Stanley. Yes. Um, okay. Also, can we talk about this? So, like, we in the very beginning we learned that Geis's article was in Yachting Illustrated. Yes. And then we hear that Geis's article was in the Harvard Gay. Different Review. articles. You think? Yeah, they're different articles, or like they're different, or like it's the same article and it was being published in multiple places. Right. right. Oh yeah. No. 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 That I understand. I wasn't saying there was a continuity error. I was just like the same article wouldn't publish in like those are two very different magazines. very different magazines. Also, a Harvard Gay Review. What's the Harvard Gay <laughs> Business Review? Right. I don't know. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, and as they're talking, or as the camera pans to Kenneth, uh, not pans. It just it just jumps on. Over no, it to does. Him. It, it does move. Pan? It, look, it, it pans with Kenneth. Okay. Well, so as it gets uh, the first time you see Kenneth, there's a guy walking by him in the background who is not even. I paused and counted. He's holding nine rolls of like duct tape, packing tape in his hands. But it's not like he has them all stacked under his arm. Like, they're stacked in a way that is 100% physically impossible. And I was dying. And I was like, like, you can see the entire, like, it was, go back and watch it. It was really funny. I was like, that is an impossible. Like, clearly they were all glued together. And they were like, pick up this thing of tape and walk past. Oh, my gosh. Um, When Banks sees Kenneth, uh, the closed captioning (laughs) just does heart beating <laughs> that's what it says the closed captioning when Banks sees kenneth for the first time that's adorable um and then we get two great will arnett lines in the in the commentary where he goes where when it sees kenneth he goes weakness kryptonite kryptonite and then he goes the kid who plays kenneth is uh mentally ill i heard he's nice though his mom travels with him like a child actor <laughs> oh I love, <laughs> um, I love the way this is directing things but kenneth as like a scene connector how he goes from like the thing devon and he is the walk into the next scene mm-hmm. like it's this really beautiful just little like directional choice where they have kenneth go into the or writing choice to have kenneth go into one scene and into the uh, next connects oh, it yeah. really beautifully it's just a nice little i like that it's a nice i feel like thing. that's normal i think that happens in the show a lot but i feel like it's normally liz who's leaving from one scene and bringing us into the next yeah, it often is, but I, yeah, I agree. I like that it was Jack or Kenneth. Man, I cannot. I'm struggling. Um, Tracy's vanity license. I say you ate one. Am I? Am I? <laughs> what the hell it means? Like you're supposed to know what that means. All right. Um, she insulted my vanity plate. <laughs> so good. Oh man. Um, I wrote in all caps the next scene. Chris Parnell gosh because he's so good as dr spaceman dr spaceman is back mm-hmm. i wrote dr spaceman was my dad but i don't remember why <laughs> did, did your dad ever tell you your weight puts you no disgusting no i have no <laughs> idea why i wrote that i was tired will arnett says calls him parnsy and says parnsy really knows how to gross you out oh, he's so gross and i love that he's like here are the people i sent to the bradshaw critic and all those celebrities including alf alf that was my favorite one did you have a favorite well i couldn't i could i could see alf kenny rogers and king hollywood i couldn't tell who's who king else. hollywood i don't know it said king hollywood on the little his title on the thing and i couldn't tell who everybody else was <laughs> um but i was trying to figure out if the bradshaw clinic is that a dig at Carrie Bradshaw? I wondered that too. That's what I was thinking. I wasn't sure if it was or like a reference to her because she's very, very skinny. Well, 
Oh, I was thinking of it more because of her nose. Because oh. you know how she's always called like a horse? Like Yeah. That, Which that, is so stupid. She's yeah. Lovely. But that's what I didn't know if that was a, a dig at that. I didn't even think about how skinny she was, but that's what I thought it was a dig of. Oh, interesting. Because I've always face. felt like she was so skinny. She was very skinny. She's beautiful, but you know. Um, you get Dr. Spatemans, his deeply sentimental. This is why I got into medicine. <laughs> um, I like that Alan Gurkle pops up again. Okay. This made me mad. Why? I wrote it in all caps because so Jack mentions that Alan Garkle not really needing that wheelchair. That was one of the main reasons like because be, <laughs> Floyd could still be here. I know. We just have to get over Floyd, Kelsey. I said, so Floyd could have stayed. Why wasn't Jack trying to bring Garkle down? <laughs> <laughs> bring Floyd back. Yes. We've moved on from Floyd. That made me really, really sad. I know. I'm sorry. We all miss Floyd because uh, it's not just you. It made me sad. I like that of the, all the people judging Jenna, she's most worried about the manager at Forever 21. Which, I'm sorry, Jenna, how old are you? Why are you so shocked? Isn't that the Forever best? That's 21? the best joke. The idea of Jenna like, in a Forever She 21. wants to be Forever 21 is really mm. what it is. I love all the trends they make Jenna wear too throughout the show. All oh, the ridiculously man. trendy things. Okay. Bone shaving? Oh. Please tell me that is not a thing. Like, I don't know. That is, I think maybe with things like noses. Oh, that would make sense, I guess. It's so gross. Oh, no, not okay. No, it's what? super gross. The way they were an organ reduction was the other one. Bone uh, shaving organ reduction. Let's so move I on. Think, now I'm yeah, freaked out. Now know, I'm freaked out. Okay. We get a Frank hat. Ready. Ready. <laughs> oh, but we missed, I think my favorite line in this whole episode is, uh, man, Kenneth was this episode and last episode where he goes, high five. Not now? Okay. <laughs> because he accidentally spilled the jack out of heart attack. Jack, which is so good. Oh, man. And then Liz's tooth falls out on her desk. So, gr- worst fear, easily. <laughs> like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, there's no uh, resolution to that. She just loses a tooth. We assume she gets to the dentist. I hope she gets to the dentist. But, um, Maybe in the episode, you know, the, the Valentine's Day episode in a couple of seasons. Right. <laughs> Maybe they fix that. Right. Um, there is the, uh, Jenna's dream is to sing and roller dance the pilot. Doesn't she do that? Or no, no, it's to sing and roller dance. Doesn't she do that in the pilot? As Pam, the morbidly obese, uh, the, morbid, uh, the overly confident, morbidly obese woman. Isn't oh, she yeah, singing, I think she is. Isn't she roller dance skating? Which I wonder if it's the same fast suit she wears for Pam she's wearing now as Jenna. I wonder. Um, also, they put much more butt on the other fast <laughs> suit, though. With, she gets to wear her normal jeans in this one. <laughs> That's true. So Jane Krakowski's Broadway debut was Andrew Lloyd Webber's Starlight Express, which is a, a Broadway musical where all the actors are train cars and they sing and dance on roller skates. There's so much to that. What? <laughs> I just can't even. So this is not the first time that Jane Krakowski has had to sing and dance. On I mean, she knows what she's doing, even though her center of gravity was all yeah, off. Just a little bit off. Just a little bit off. Um, so do, why does um, why does Tracy have the key to Gary, Indiana? And do you know why Gary, Indiana is interesting? Why did I? I Harold Hill from Music Man is from. When they ask him, where's he from? He sings, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Gary, You know what's funny is I 100% was thinking of Jerry from Pawnee, Indiana. (laughs) Jerry, Gary, but like all that stuff. Like I was, I'm like, oh, that's one of his names. No, I just like that he has the key to the, the, to Gary, Indiana, which again, that's my association as music man. Why wouldn't he? And thus we get werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. Does that show up in any other episode? And, you know it does it shows up in um, kenneth's halloween party um in the episode a couple of episodes ago when yes uh, th- like that but i don't know they that played that yeah they played it earlier at that one they like had it and they decided to yeah. use it in the 
yeah and a, a couple episodes later which i love just like the old school music video vibe it's so it's it. so like thriller-esque yes they're like trying to do something like that he's in like a prince type outfit yes it's, it's so good perfect um, i think that's my favorite song I actually was at a comedy show i remember I was sitting i was waiting for a friend alone in this living room where there was gonna be this show and the dj played that and i became friends with everyone because i just like lost my mind i was like <laughs> what happened? there's a whole because it's a whole song oh man i don't even know where we're at so tracy tells kenneth go sleep with angie because <laughs> love that she's earned it i've yeah. i've cheated on her so much and I just like that as as Tracy is coming, like he's he's like, well, this and this and this. And and he's getting to the end result, which is telling Kenneth to go sleep with Angie. Kev, uh, Will Arnett can't do this, man. Will Arnett goes, it seems like he's got it. He gets it. Wait a second. His commentary is Tracy's getting through his way. <laughs> which I thought was adorable. Well, I just like that Kenneth says, I'm a real good sex person. Yes. I do it all the ways. I do it all the different ways. He's so cute. Um, and he goes, and Kenneth or Will Arnett goes, oh, he seems nervous, but it's hard to tell. <laughs> As Kenneth is shaking, trying to drink a water I love bottle. the Bond music. It's also very Arrested development that music. Uh, mm. It's really great. God bless Jeff Richman. There was a lot of comparison to um, Arrested Development in this episode, actually. Uh, oh, well, I'd be curious to hear Well, the kind ones. of like it was a... Uh, not well, I didn't... Because I oh, yeah, Will Arnett's on it. <laughs> well, there was um, a comment that was made... Do, 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 do. Um, anyone else from Tim the Viking 2? Anyone else have the sneaking suspicion that they're eyeing Will Arnett as a fallback just in case Alec Baldwin goes straight loco and leaves the show? I hate for that to happen. I think the Liz Jack dynamic is awesome and bringing in, bringing in someone else would definitely change that. But I can see him being a Rebecca to Baldwin's Diane, so to speak. Will Arnett certainly has the comedy. Do you get that reference? Um, I, I get that I should get that. Oh, it's not a pressure video. I was just curious if you get that. It's a Cheers reference. That's, I'm, I, that, I, cause I knew the Diane thing. I was like, I couldn't remember what show that was from. Um, and TV needs more aggressively, uh, le- lecherous, 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 openly gay characters. Uh, does it? What was this a review written when the episodes were coming out? Yeah. Interesting. Does TV need lecherous gay characters? <laughs> not sure. Openly gay characters, maybe lecherous. I'm not so sure, but interesting. Um, and then, that's an interesting theory i wouldn't be shocked actually right and then nathan rabin who he's the one who like did the whole review on the episode on av club um he had said that in my first season i had praised liz lemon as an oasis of sanity and stability in a sea of craziness but this episode confirmed that she only seemed sane compared to everyone around her that cuts to the heart of my problem with this episode there's too much broad wackiness and not enough straight men how much less effective would arrested development have been if jason bateman were just as screwed up as the rest of his family with donaghy and liz uh, both coming apart of the seams, it fell upon Pete Hornberger to ground the show in common sense, but he was largely absent from this episode. Got it. But yeah, I thought it was interesting. Oh, Pete. Um, there's something on Tracy's mind grapes. Something on his mind grapes. I want to keep talking about <laughs> how many times love to my wife. Grapes. Jiminy Christmas. Did I say <laughs> mind grapes already? I just love it so much. No, mind grapes isn't, this isn't the first time we hear mind grapes. Oh, so. no, definitely. I meant like yeah. in this episode. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh what, what was the crib i wrote that oh that's where tracy's house is it's, no, on, it's on the crib road <laughs> yeah because my gps look on the crib cuts on the crib avenue that house looked very not new york it looked very la i was very confused yeah. by it uh, frank 
they they we me want food like that's the line they're gonna have jenna say because she's big they're gonna try and get a joke out of it so then liz and jenna are walking downstairs and rock of, uh, at 30 rock and will arnett says ah oh, new york the other character of 30 rock um yeah and you've got jenna's face on all these shirts and all this thing well so i guess and i remember this being a thing that and maybe it's still a thing i never watch tv when it's live anymore but nbc going through this phase where they would do like pop-ups at the bottom of the scenes when you were like mm-hmm. on the bottom of shows like advertising either other shows or certain yeah things. they do that still and i guess there was a big deal with the fact that in this episode um they were doing pop-ups saying like visit the nbc store to get uh to buy a me want food shirt which they were like okay cool like get people to buy it but people were pissed because that pop-up happened 10 minutes before the joke in the show oh that they were like why was somebody not sitting there and just make sure the time so they were like so by the time when when the joke like at first it popped up and you're like okay this is kind of weird and then the joke happened and you're like well this is stupid i knew it was coming because of this where like interesting people were like half the comments were all about they were pissed about that that's funny that that's what they're all upset about also i know i'm supposed to be like feeling for them but all i was like oh i want a me want food shirt <laughs> anyone got a me want food shirt me want me food. want food oh my gosh it's so funny her like face on the nbc store i love the things that makes her happy um somebody said please nbc make a full version of werewolf werewolf bar mitzvah no one wants your damn t-shirt so throw some money at that instead <laughs> it would be a youtube legend oh wait you'd never let it stay on youtube never mind oh yeah this is when they were because nbc was still trying to figure out youtube which is so weird because nbc made youtube with um lazy sunday waking up late afternoon call parnell have you ever seen that SNL? it was the first it was the first viral video on youtube lazy it was when andy sandberg and chris parnell did a rap um i love the line it's like those dove commercials never happen yes i know i remember those that's commercials. so i do they still are at it I yeah swear. um i also like this week hot dog vendor i am wanting all of the foods <laughs> i know i probably shouldn't find that funny but i found it so charming it's really funny just wanted to I hug like that guy um so then we get jack like dennis i loved i dang it i cannot talk today not dennis Devin. charming that Devin that he earlier tells jack when they went to a restaurant for dinner why did i say a restaurant which okay this was actually really funny too because i've always assumed that when they were talking about they're like a restaurant a restaurant that it was literally a restaurant called a restaurant like that's what i just assumed it was because it just be the way it said that it's like oh we're having oh, dinner at a restaurant and then that jack and then later he's he like, finds it why did i tell him it was at a restaurant like i literally assumed it was a restaurant oh, interesting restaurant and so, okay so this interesting you didn't think that no all the comments were like how did jack know what restaurant is that? and then they're like they called his assistant and, and i was like no it's a restaurant called a restaurant duh like that's what i always thought that <laughs> oh, it was no kelsey i don't think so well it, it's like how there's a bar by our church that's called the office and that's what we're like oh where are you going oh i'm going to the office like that's what i always where it's oh yeah it's a joke yeah mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what i always thought it was, it was interesting i mean hey maybe it was i just always like that's the joke i was like mad like dang it i was too like he wasn't specific and like that he would even like say that is ridiculous because jack's just crazy and found him right right because he knows where he's, he's got a sensor on him he something. probably has yeah he's got a tag uh got someone uh, following him um i love that but then he goes to the uh they go to the sunday picnic thing yes and he gets that guy to tackle winthrop winthrop what a that guy was gorgeous name. let's be real that guy was real Beautiful. cute which also i wrote what does this mean when he goes <laughs> When Devin gets tackled and he says, your back is like a barrel. That's my favorite one. Your back what does that mean? It's, it's, it's the way because your it's like all like the way your muscles interlace on your back. It's like a thing. That is the grossest. It's so funny. Of like 
someone's musculature. Yeah, that's not okay. That's my favorite of all those things where he says like, oh, uh, it's like when no. we're having fun. <laughs> so I was trying to figure also, Will Arnett says, I have an identical twin brother. That's my stuntman. <laughs> um, and I was laughing because I was trying to figure, I thought it was weird that like Devin's showing up and I'm like, he's wearing a soccer jersey. And I was reading someone's like, oh, it's because Devin being a gay guy doesn't understand sports, probably that stereotype. And so he heard, he but he probably heard football and thought we were playing football and so showed up wearing a soccer jersey because that's a soccer jersey that's the, uh, uh, an italian team soccer jersey mm-hmm. and he should play football wearing a soccer jersey instead of playing american football oh interesting that's a good yeah. theory i thought it was interesting i appreciate that yeah. you wait you came up with that i was trying to figure out why and then i was other people had the same it. thought and so there were Dang, people just really it. nail the stuff out on reddit i'm just like ha, huh, that's funny yeah no i'm like <laughs> it makes me happy because like, there are other people out there who are curious the same way i am mm-hmm. you're not alone kelsey it makes me so happy you're not alone i'm not did you enjoy uh, the way that tracy views like when he's imagining kenneth's sex life what do you visualize <laughs> kenneth has an eye patch on and it's wearing the page jackie but nothing else <laughs> which okay earlier i wrote because when Devin is like hmm, there's gonna be some adjustments like especially to this page uniform i wrote how are you going to make a page uniform sexy no undershirt question mark and then later on it's kenneth wearing the page no jacket shirt. with no shirt underneath and i'm also, like oh, there i wrote there you go banks <laughs> also back to that scene where he's doing it, so predatorial with kenneth mm-hmm. like uncomfortably like god bless devin banks but ooh, inappropriate Very work behavior that would get you that could get you fired yeah. <laughs> nowadays um, but i just love his eye patch um <laughs> and what are they feeding he's feeding her turkey a turkey leg. <laughs> the, the, the most aphrodisiac filled filled yeah <laughs> like mm-hmm. a turkey like i mean if we're at disneyland i guess mm-hmm. um then it gets it jumps back to because Liz is trying to give Jenna advice and she's like, how can I take advice from you? You've got that wedding dress hung you over your treadmill and oh, I don't know what to do with it. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but then, oh, crap. Oh, how did Jenna know that Liz was wearing her bathing suit? Like, did she just know what Liz's bathing suit looked like? Because all you could see was the top where it almost looked like a tank top. You can tell with the, the material, though. You think? Yeah. Okay. You can't see material as well on, on a screen, but in person, you can okay. tell. I was in there. I was like, it kind of just looks like a tank top. And also, I had friends in high school. I, I have this one specific friend I'm thinking of that she would regularly wear her bikini top instead of a bra, like under her clothes, because it was more comfortable than a bra. That Okay. That's like something you can only pull off in high school. Fair enough. <laughs> That's an interesting choice. Jack is trying not to die because <laughs> oh, it's so painful watching him like it really like, hurts he just had a heart attack it's a real stressful oh man but so then Devin comes over and he's like teasing him and starts choking on a hot dog which will learn mate made a couple of oh there's jokes. a lot of jokes in that yes. already um which this made me laugh because so Jack sees Dennis Devin start dying and he's sitting there and like talking him through it first and i like this is a, a flash forward this is not the only time jack sees someone injured almost possibly dying and doesn't do anything right away mm-hmm. and i was like oh he's a pretty uh, deadly man he yeah, knows what he wants i don't want jack around me if i'm in the midst of possibly dying especially if he's not sure about me mm-hmm my favorite storyline it's just clearly the kenneth one in this one because my yes. next are all that where he like comes in he's eating like a grilled cheese sandwich because my body wouldn't let me violate the sacred <laughs> vows of marriage also do other people put mayonnaise on their grilled cheese sandwiches yeah really my is, mother does is that a thing yeah i don't do okay. it but my mother does it. i didn't know that was a thing and i was very confused <laughs> who does like that? i went three and a half years as being a pescatarian and all i did was make grilled cheese sandwiches and i never once put mayonnaise on it <laughs> and correction by making i mean burning 
Fair enough. Fair enough. I also love, for some reason, when Angie says, no more white boys throwing up in my damn foyer. Yes. <laughs> I love the way she She walks this that. incredible line where she, like, is able to say things that are slightly trashy and, like, slightly bougie yes. all at the same time. And <laughs> no I don't know how she does it. Skywriting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a thing. Ew. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Howard Hughes... Uh huh. Um, he was pushing this movie. It was called The Outlaw, and he cast a woman specifically because she had huge boobs. She was a great actor. She's actually a great actress. She was in um Gentlemen Prefer, Gentleman Prefer Blondes. It's Jane okay. Russell, but he cast her because she had such uh, large bosoms. <laughs> and to advertise the movie over Pasadena, he wrote out The Outlaw and then do two circles. No. <laughs> yep. She was real mad about it because she was actually a real smart cookie. She like took the job, but then she was like, "Excuse me." Oh my god. I love that so much. That is so gross. Devin concedes Jack wins Jack wins and then the ending scene is Jack sitting on like a lawn chair talking to somebody who I'm assuming is one of Geis's granddaughters um, it looks like Tina Fey's daughter oh I wonder if it is I couldn't find it anywhere but it looks like their daughter Alice would have been the right age that's right? What I was trying to think how old she would have been at that time that's I, I don't even know what their youngest daughter's name I just know they have a daughter named Alice I, I'm thinking Archie, but that's Amy Poehler's. No, yep. <laughs> Wrong, funny lady. But yeah, that that little girl is so cute. I really like that when Liz is getting everything together. They're playing the who's that? Da, 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 yes. da, da, da. It's like the like feminism, like Mary Tyler Moore song where they're like, you're going to get it. You're going to be okay. And I really love the moments it pops up. I like that too. Um, I also like that guys has a secret Canada family. Which continuity that pops up later on in the Argus episode in season five. Oh, I don't remember this. When they're uh reading a document you find it where how oh yeah they're there mm -hmm. yep mm -hmm. which i was like ooh, continuity no they're smart about this it's world building yep that, um, that's all my notes what else you got the only thing i have two other things from a, a will hernet that as guys and uh, jack are sitting there he goes baldwin looks like the president or ceo of a company or president of the u.s I'd vote for him. <laughs> wouldn't uh, we all? And then, no, so many people wouldn't. Right. And then as the little girl sitting there talking, he goes, that little girl just wandered up. <laughs> Which I thought was really That's cute. That's cute. Um, oh, other things. So in the credits every time, Tammy, I didn't realize Tammy Sagar worked on the show. Do you know who Tammy Sagar is? Mm, Do you no. see that movie? Don't think twice. Mike Birbiglia put out this year. Oh yeah. yeah she's yeah. like an incredible in like a uh, performer improver. And she's in that. Oh, okay. She's the curly haired girl. But uh, I just had not oh, realize that okay. she's, I was like, Oh, she works on 30 rock. That's awesome. I like that. Get it. Tammy Sagar. Um, that was my other last thing. I like that. Um, <laughs> the last thing i'll do is one more av club article comment from user dunder miffed Ooh, first nice username i like that right? one firstly tina fey is ridiculously hot yeah dunder miffed <laughs> you are right and yes it's because she's toned up more and wearing skirts and she's got the abs thing going on this season abs. whereas last season do we see them anytime no. all right whereas dunder last miffed, season, i think your were... imagination's getting away with you a little Clearly. bit well, you know, there was um, a dress she was wearing, which I wrote that I love this dress. It was a black dress and she just had like a green undershirt on. It was yes. a very tight dress. So I don't know if maybe he thought he saw. He's just like, you know, visualizing whatever. Yeah. Watch Dunder Miff. Be respectful. <laughs> so whereas last season they were highlighting the cleavage. But still, she doesn't overdo it with too much makeup. She still looks like a real woman. I, <laughs> I don't know what to do with someone who's like sexualizing this show. <laughs> Like, part of me, I'm like, come on, man. And part of me is like, all right, of all the shows, like, I respect, mad respect. She, she still remains a thinking man's comedy fan's hottie. Is that what he says? 
God bless them. Tina, I think I like don't feel like you have to maintain this weight all the time. You can afford to gain a few pounds and you'll still be a sexy petite woman. But just know us men are noticing your hard work and it's paying off. Rawr. Oh my God. M-R-O-W-W-R. And secondly, I miss Rachel Dratch. I mean, come on. The Blue Man cameos, genius. I know. That's a bummer. She that did. They didn't keep it up. The Blue Man yeah. was insane. What an interesting... I don't know what to do with that, man. Part of me wants to be like, <laughs> get it, man. You keep encouraging those women. Also, I'm like, who are you to tell her she's sexy? Like, like I don't need to be told that you think she's hot. Like, that, but if- also, I kind of admire it. <laughs> and it was backwards, but his heart was in the right place. Like, I had... There was a guy who I was talking to, and he made some... Com- where I, like... I said something, and he was like, are you always this direct? And I was like, Yes. And he's like, ooh, I like that. And my response is like, why do you think I care if you like that? <laughs> like, I'm like, this is who I am. Like, burnt. Thank you for liking my personality. Like, go away. Like, I was. I don't need you to affirm me. I have for myself. That's a basically like, like, I'm not like, I'm like, we've, I'm like, the, I'm not like hardcore feminist, bra burning. Like, that's not me. I'm like, equal rights. Like, I'm good on that sort of a thing. Like, oh my, like, we've talked about this, but like in those moments i get really like mm, you like, don't define me yeah like, this go is away. what i'll say his heart's in the right place and i appreciate <laughs> yeah, it so yeah, thank yeah. you dunder miffed um does she need you to be saying this no am i kind of intrigued and pleased that you are yes <laughs> Fair enough. thank you for your work fair enough okay favorite line um oh i had said it and i don't remember which one it was <laughs> i forgot about sorry now i'm like reading through all the lines that i thought were funny and when uh when will arnett pops up again when when devin bank shows up and and jack is like why are you here are you drawn to the phallic nature of our skyline <laughs> and then he's like yeah how gay is this i'm here with my that's fiance. a great that's a great line yeah that's a really great line it's so good um what was your favorite line? my favorite line um it's definitely like my body would not let me violate the sacred (laughs) vows of marriage just the like sincerity while he's holding a grilled cheese sandwich like in in a triangle too it's like the little kid version it's so cute Uh, i like that uh mine is the the high five not now okay and i i love (laughs) that line so much because of high five no like you can't see my face but just his 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 cheeriness the entire way through it he never is down i feel like i do a lot of time where i'm like yep good story like that's my always thing when those moments i was like ah good talk like that's like my thing which it feels very similar to that like good talk like when there's no response mm. <laughs> or anything i'm like uh all right cows i think we hit everything i think we did that oh, was i know i'm so long. sleepy now we went long but it was it was worth it you know why because okay. season two episode one this season's gonna be so good i'm really excited kimmy where can people find you at kimchi lucas everywhere in all the good places i think my Instagram's probably the best <laughs> and then after that i would rate my twitter and then um my snapchat you can find me everywhere at redheaded blonde twitter instagram not mm-hmm. on snapchat and then our podcast is at talk 32 me pod yeah there's going to be some changes coming to that I yeah i want to talk about that there's been kind of some things going on but follow you won't lose anything we won't lose any of you um you we'll make sure of it notice a change you're gonna even if you feel like you're sliding off a cliff kelsey and i will dangle our arms over the cliff and catch you and cradle you. you cradle yeah. you in our arms it's it, gonna be beautiful thanks for listening guys we'll be back in two weeks Woohoo! bye
Podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.